Ted Jones messed with the wrong melon farmers. Ted Jones, I also call him the eighth wonder of the real estate world. Ted Jones, who knows, you know, it could be. Ted Jones? The Ted Jones World Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the second one. This is the Ted Jones World Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Jones. I welcome you in via whichever medium you are using to play this podcast, whether it's Spotify, YouTube, or the Apple Podcast app. Um, share your thoughts with me on the podcast. I'd love to get some feedback. Either uh, tedjonesworld at gmail.com or hit me up on Instagram, tedjonesworld. And uh, whenever you're searching me, uh, it's one word, Ted Jones World. All right, let's get into it. So, um, you know, a bit of a busy week, but uh, what week is it? You know what I'm saying? Um, So this, I think, would actually go down as a podcast that would be good to listen to if you're on the treadmill, maybe you're on the bike, or maybe you're on my favorite uh, little workout machine, the elliptical. I'm telling you, you're on that thing for an hour, burning up those cows. So, uh... Yeah, but uh, whatever. Just just staying healthy is important. That's um, that's what I think I, I was getting to there by just uh, <clears throat> sharing that information. But it's also good for car rides. Um, a lot of a lot of other uh, times it's good for, I'd say. Um, but I'm just giving you thoughts, opinions, and um, I love your feedback. So reach out to me, TedJonesWorld at gmail dot com, or um, DM me on Instagram, TedJonesWorld. Um, so I just wanted to discuss uh, Taylor Swift. She's been in the news a lot recently within the last couple of months. Uh, she just dropped a new album. What's it called, man? What's it called? The new album? Heartbreaker? Lover? Lover? Um, but she was actually in the news recently because she got in s- some sort of legal battle in a situation where with her former manager Scooter Braun who's actually the manager of Justin Bieber and Scooter Braun bought the rights to her music now uh it's called owning your masters and that these days a lot of artists don't own so basically you sign a record deal you have a whole bunch of you know legal situations that are taken care of based on this legal document and you never really own your music so this happened in the past with the Beatles, some Michael Jackson situation, but Taylor Swift doesn't fully own her music. You know, it's not like she gets every cent from every play that comes in. Uh, there's definitely a lot of uh, a lot of slices that come out of that pie before she sees any money. So she is actually going to be re-recording her albums one through five all over again. So, I mean, this is definitely going to be screwing Scooter Braun, kind of, but I'm not really 100% sure how it's going to work. Like, are you going to go on some music playing app and then you search um, a Taylor Swift song and then you have to choose which one you're going to play? Because, I I mean, essentially both of the songs are going to be, what, three minutes and 45 seconds long or whatever the length of the song is. How are you going to choose which song you're going to pick. I mean, they're both the same song, right? Maybe Taylor has a little bit of unfinished steps since the last time she recorded the album. She'll put herself more into it. I mean, but she she um has definitely had some success in the past with those albums one through five. So it'd be interesting to see 
what happens with that? Um, but November 2020, she's going to be recording all of her albums, one through five, uh, again. So, um, you know, shout out to my grandma who uh, listened to the first episode. She she was a fan. She liked it. Um, you know, wants me to get to know the audience a little bit better, be myself a little bit more. So that that's what I'm trying to do here. And um, I'll continue to do that. But she told me that she didn't think it was a very good idea that I was suggesting stocks to buy. Now, I disagree with her completely. Um, I, I think the stocks that I'd be telling you to buy, you don't have to listen to me. I'm just some guy through a microphone or through a camera, whatever. Uh, you don't have to listen to me, but I, I think, you know, the, sh- the stocks I told you last week are good stocks and they're going to continue to grow. But I also wanted to correct uh, something that I, I had said last week. I was referring to Impossible Burgers being from Beyond Meat, which is the stock that I told you to buy, Beyond Meat. So that was a huge mess up on my part because they're like rivals. They're like Android and the iPhone, full, full-time full rivals. Um, so, excuse me, Apple and Samsung maybe is a better comparison because I think that the iPhone is more, um, more user-friendly and more world-renowned than the... Uh, Android, but whatever. Uh, so I, I had I had referred to the impossible and impossible foods being part of Beyond Meat, and that is not the case. Impossible Impossible Meats is it, no, excuse me, it's called Impossible Foods, and it's a whole separate company than Beyond Meat. But Impossible Foods has the Impossible Whopper, so they are not yet public. But I think when that company goes public, you should you should probably buy a few shares. Um, you know, but these, these, again, these are just my opinions. Uh, but again, impossible workers not yet gone public. It should be going public shortly. Uh, the CEO described that, you know, the impossible burger versus beef is very environmentally sound, which I had mentioned last week on the first one on the Ted Jones world podcast, uh, uses 75% less water. 87% less greenhouse gases and 95% less land. That is to manufacture these burgers. And right now, Impossible Burgers are at Burger King and White Castle. And I'm sure it's going to continue to roll out. Um, Their stock price will probably be, I would say, competing with wherever the Beyond Meat products are at um, when they decide to go public. So that'll be interesting to check out. So football season is actually underway. Um, We have the NFL starting next week, but we had some college football this past weekend. And uh, that was very exciting. But I wanted to talk about Jay-Z for a second and Jay-Z joining the NFL. uh, Rock Nation, actually, the the company that he owns, is going to be teaming up with the NFL uh, to book the halftime show, get some special guests, and also head uh, social initiatives. So Jay-Z's been getting a lot of slack in the media, and I feel like people calling him a sellout really don't have a good idea of what this guy going into an organization like the NFL would really mean for, you know, for, ju- for justice, excuse me, for a guy like Colin Kaepernick, who has been kneeling during the national anthem and hasn't played in three years yet is more than capable to be on an NFL roster. We're going to have a guy like Jay-Z going in and hopefully really doing a bunch for 
the National Football League itself and just really, excuse me, raising awareness. And I think we got to give the guy a shot. You know, we we can't call him a sellout. He, the guy's done an extraordinary amount in his life. Seems like he's always taking, um, you know, taking care to to issues that are important. So I think we're going to give him a chance here. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Jay-Z can do with the NFL. I know that he already is putting together a concert with um, Meek Mill, and I know he brought along Megan Trainer uh, to you know, to, to get together on some of these, um, with some of these social initiatives, uh, college athletes. So I wanted to talk about that specifically because I actually was a college athlete. I played, uh, two years at a division one tennis school, UConn. And, uh, that was really fun for me. And being at a school like UConn, we had a basketball team that was incredible. My freshman year there, they the men won the national championship, and as did the women. And the women won it three out of the four years that I was there, and the men won it by, excuse me, freshman year and senior year. So it was very exciting uh, to be in the same athletic program as these basketball players and these football players, and you know people who were definitely bringing a lot of revenue into the school. Now, tennis really is not a sport that brought in revenue. I think that, um, you know, for the most part, we were just kind of around maybe because we kept the GPAs up. You know, I don't want to say that's specifically it. We were definitely a respectable program in the Big East initially and then American Athletic Conference after that. But just we realistically survived, you know, being able to take flights to matches and being able to travel all the time because of the revenue that was brought in by the football and basketball teams. So, you know, being on the tennis team, we definitely had about four hours a day that were four hours a day, like six days a week that were completely dedicated to tennis. Now, when we were on the road or we were staying over somewhere, that was a completely different story because the whole time was dedicated to tennis. But just being in an environment where you are basically forced to have two full-time jobs, like you're a student and you're also an athlete. And then in the meanwhile, you know, I mean, this was a time where it was even hard to get like an extra Gatorade or, you know, something else to eat because you were hungry in between the time that you finished a match and the time you went to bed. Uh, But uh, the point I'm getting at is just the fact that these basketball players and these football players, I'm not making a case for tennis players to get paid, especially at uh, the college level. I don't know if they're bringing in enough revenue, but if you want to spread it out evenly and have all college teams you know, make $15 an hour, I think that's something that should totally be discussed. But also at the same time, you really have to pay these football players and basketball players because they're bringing in a significant amount of money to the school. The University of Michigan... The stadium holds 100,000 people. Um, Ohio State, around 100,000 people as well. And just to think that these kids are really only getting a free education and nothing else. I mean, these kids are working like dogs for four years, beating up their body. And for what? You know, there's less than 2% of the people that play in uh, at a Division One college football school or division one college basketball school make the pros. So 
I think this the system is definitely lopsided. It's been lopsided for a while. I'm not the first guy who said that they, that college athletes should be paid, but it's it, it's a long time coming. So um, I think we really we really need to address that. Um, so I, I also wanted to just talk about the environment a little bit. I know I had said on the first one, the, the last podcast, that uh, uh, Category Five tornado, excuse me, uh, Category Five hurricane would be hitting Florida, and it actually looks like it's going for the Carolinas. It touched down in the Bahamas, and it really is an awful scene. Um, houses are destroyed, streets are completely flooded, cars flipped. Everything is really a mess down there. So, you, you know, if you have, if you have um, any way of helping or donating something to the cause, um, you know, that's really something, really something great to do just because uh, the, the environment needs help. Um, these Amazon fires that were starting and still going, um, it, it's just been a, a really incredible like past six weeks um, and just in terms of the environment. Um, Greenland lost 250 billion tons of ice. And this is just through this year. This year is not even over. And Alaska hit 90 degrees for the first time in its existence. The, since we've been, um, since we've been giving you weather reports, you know, a hundred years ago. So uh, things are really, uh, changing and it's, it's not, it's not an ideal situation when we have the president just kind of ignoring these facts. Um, I, I, I want to give you you all a listen, uh, just kind of um, what what our what our president had um, you know had to say about this category five. These are on set seven separate occasions. He said he has said this. as a five category five storm, which just literally never happens. It actually touched down as a category five. People have never seen anything like that. This has been a category five, which few people have ever even heard of. A category five. Nobody's ever heard of a five hitting land. Category five hurricane. Category five. Never heard about Category <laughs> 5s before. Category 5 is big stuff. I'm not sure that I've ever... our president. He's just lying. And he... so if, there, if there are any Trump supporters listening, um, I, I, I'm not going to hate on you right away, but if you have any sort of backup or any sort of excuse for what just happened right there on that clip, um, this guy's just been telling a lot of fibs. And... It, it's not great. So I think we really need a president or someone in office that's going to help the environment because we all want to be around in 50 years. And at this rate, with this president doing what he's doing and denying climate change and not knowing what a Category 5 hurricane is, it's just we're not in a good spot. So I uh, I don't want to push my political views or political opinions on anyone, but I, I really haven't had, um, I haven't had a candidate that's been running for president, and you know, in, in, in since I've been able to, since I've been able to vote the past nine years, I haven't had a candidate who I've actually thought will make positive change in the things that I think are appropriate. 
And um, Bernie Sanders is putting together a $16 trillion plan to fight climate change that's going to employ 20 million jobs, which is great, create jobs in our country. And also this $16 trillion climate change plan, I mean, this is something that needs to go first. Uh, we've been we've been damaging our planet for a number a number of years and it's it's time to it's time to stop so we really have to get this green deal underway and uh, another thing that he had was eliminating student debt uh there are far too many people in this country who go bankrupt based on medical bills and student debt and these are things that are you know are free in other countries and are considered a necessity and possibly even a human right. Uh, expunging all marijuana convictions. You know, that's something I had spoken about in the last in the last podcast, the first one, and how marijuana is becoming legal. And for people to be serving 20, 30 years from, you know, a little bit of pot or something that they had in their in their pocket or found in their house or whatever, it's just it's not right. So we definitely have to get rid of these convictions. And um, I, I, right now, I, Bernie Sanders is saying the things that I think are important to me. You know, may not be as important to you, but we have to look. We have to look after our environment. You know, the air we breathe. And I, I think that's really you know the, the direction we have to go. That's the that's the first step. So the U.S. Open is uh, still going on. So I was wrong about Djokovic. Djokovic actually was losing two sets to love. And he was down a break, meaning he had lost his serve in the third set. Or I'm not sure if he was down a break. Excuse me. I don't want to say that. But he was down two sets, decided to pull out, said his left shoulder was hurting. Um, but now we have a chance for my guy Federer to win, which would be very exciting. Um been wanting Fed to take this title for a while, so it would be very exciting if he takes it. He has a good shot now that uh, Djokovic is out, but it's looking that like uh, Fed and Djokovic, uh, you know, kind of are in the same ballpark uh, in terms of you know how many people are going to win how many slams. You know, Nadal is right behind right behind Federer and Djokovic in terms of grand slams. I think Nadal has 16 slams. Pat, can you uh, check that out for me? I'm pretty sure Nadal does have uh, 16 slams. And Djokovic has got... um, No, Djokovic has got 16. Nadal's got 15. And Fed's got 20. Um, So we're hoping that Fed will, uh, will take 21. Nadal has how many? Nadal has 18 slams. More than Djokovic, who has 16. Damn. Sorry, I thought I knew that one by heart. All right, well, I don't mean to get you with the wrong facts over here. Because those are important facts. Those aren't opinions. You know what I'm saying? And um, I just want to shout out to Naomi Osaka, who played Coco Goff, the 15-year-old phenom, the other night, and just handled the win like a total champion. And... It was just like an older sister to Coco Goff. Coco Goff was crying after the match. She was obviously very emotional. And I couldn't imagine what that would have been like when I was 15 years old playing in front of a crowd like that, playing against the U.S. Open champion, and then just really having to handle yourself emotionally. 
Um, Osaka really uh, showed what a true champion she is and how she handled that situation. And um, I, I really, I really like Osaka. And I'm changing my mind because I'm allowed to do that. Um, I had said last week I think Serene is going to take it. I think Osaka is going to take the title. Um, too many good vibes, too much good karma around that. So I think Osaka might take it again. Um, she's going to win the title for a second year in a row. So Osaka has really been on um, a tear. She won the Open last year and uh, the Australian Open actually after it. So if she takes this U.S. Open this year, that'd be pretty amazing to um you know win three titles in the last in the last year um so i i had a question um something that i've been wondering for a while i feel like there is a, a definitely a difference a divide between the stuff i put in my fridge and the stuff that i choose to put in my cabinets now i know the spices salt and pepper sugar whatever goes in the cabinets but what about an item like hot sauce before it's opened? What about an item like ketchup while it's opened? I don't know. I I mean I I've usually put my my ketchup after after I open it in the refrigerator, but I feel like if I have warm or you know hot or for the most part not cold french fries it's weird to mix them up like having cold ketchup and hot french fries so i i mean in between eating um just really strictly kind of milkshakes because my jaw is still not 100 percent um i'm sure i'm sure you can tell based on this interview my jaw is still kind of broken but we're healing so it's great but between my eating of ice cream having some egg salad delicious egg salad and um, ketchup and french fries, hot sauce. Um, but it, it's just interesting to think about whether some people, uh, you know, put their bread in the fridge. Do they put it in a cabinet? You know, definitely interesting. Well, I want to thank you guys for listening in. And if you have any topics you'd like to talk about, you've ha- if you have any questions for me, Email me at tedjonesworld at gmail.com. Send me a DM on Instagram at tedjonesworld. And whenever you search me, it's one word, tedjonesworld. Now, before I leave you on this this second one, I want to give you a quote from a guy um, I respect. And he's a man who has specialized in buying socks for a long time. His name's Warren Buffett. You may have heard of him. And a quote that he had he had said was, honesty is a very expensive gift. Don't, excuse me, I'm going to have to repeat that. I messed that one up. Honesty is a very expensive gift. Don't expect it from cheap people. I'm Ted Jones. Thanks for tuning in.